I've worked in the substance abuse industry for almost 20 years and have seen many successes, but sadly, more often failures. The success rates aren't good, but we, you know, obviously we can't blame treatment programs for choices made by others as we have zero control over other people. But I do believe that programs can do better. You know, I've been so frustrated over the years with the same old thing, even though we are finding statistically it could be better. Quality should be the primary focus and using statistics to evaluate the quality. Now, I came across a unique thinker with possibly, and we're going to find out, something new. I'm excited, and I hope you are too. We're going to meet with Patrick Portman, who is the director of Life Tools. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this, and we'll be right back. Hey, my name is Eric McCoy, and this is High Wall Clean. You know, throughout my uh, amazing journey with this show, High Wall Clean, I also do the show that works to bring understanding, tolerance, and love in Walk a Mile in My Shoes with Lona Curry, my recent endeavor, Hot Topics on Johnny Rock and Roll Radio, and even the show I did in the past on LA Talk Radio. What were you thinking? And I've been honored to have great guests all over the country and world with guests from, you know, as far as the UK and Canada. And as, as we're coming close to nearly 100 guests from all the shows, I have felt such an honor to have every one of them. I want to mention real quick, I've had a lot of people ask which were my favorite as we've had, you know, actors, musicians, authors, the outside the box thinkers, and some who've come on and told their story. And most think, you know, it may have been, you know, like Tommy Chong or Jeremy Jackson or Bob Forrest, maybe Wes Gear and Clinton Colton, uh, who are musicians. Of course, we've had Jody Barber, who's the producer of Overtaken. Uh, we also had David Sperling, who was the creator of Drunken Public. And truth is, every guest, including those, were my favorite for different reasons. And, you know, it's not fame and fortune or popularity that makes someone my favorite but those who have an impact that touches someone. 
And I haven't had actually any guests that didn't make an impact on someone and maybe offer advice that helps someone. And I want to personally thank all of my past and future guests for helping us spread a message of hope. And I believe today our guest is not going to be any different in helping someone. And the first thought that came to me when, when we originally spoke, and that was, Here's a guy who thinks outside the box. So I'm going to be getting high today with Patrick Portman, who is the executive director of Life Tools. Uh, he is a pastor and a therapist, uh, specializes in addictive behaviors, and he is also the co-host of Tackling Life with his wife, Misty. Patrick studied neuropsychology at Harvard University and also earned his bachelor's in psychology from... Liberty University, I believe, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I want to thank you, Patrick, for coming on here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I wanted to actually start with a curiosity. I was going over your website, and it's something that I saw, the virtual reality. And just recently, and, I, and honestly, I've never really had much experience with it, but my stepson asked me to put his virtual reality headgear on, and he had Guitar Hero on. <laughs> and you know, everybody listens to my show, knows my favorite band is The Grateful Dead. And I actually remember an interview that was in Rolling Stones magazine. Um, I was with Jerry Garcia. I think it was like in 1989. And I think, I think the original term back then was artificial reality. And this was actually a time when most people and myself hadn't heard anything about it. And he was, and it was kind of funny. He was sort of describing a place where you have something that you put on your head. And then he kind of described them as goggles with two little TV screens that give you a 3D image. And he kind of stated that it was, you know, you kind of go into a completely fictitious room, turn your head around, your, your view of the room is completely 360 degrees, and you have this disembodied hand out in front of you, which is the glove. And, and then you can pick up fictitious objects. And he was, of course, so excited as remnants of the 60s and the psychedelic experiences. <laughs> and, you know, um, so I wanted to actually ask you about that. You, I know you had mentioned that you had that on your website. And what is that about? We live in a sight and sound generation. And so many times we deal with issues that aren't visual. You know, how do you describe an emotion? How do you describe a feeling? Or there are certain things that our body goes through quirks that's very um, conditionally based. Like we only experience it when we experience things. So virtual reality allows us to recreate an atmosphere to produce that motion, whether it be positive or negative, so that the therapist can then work through that um, emotion or feeling or condition in a real-time setting um, that allows it to to be present for that moment. You know, how many times have you taken your car into a shop and you're like, hey, this is broken and the mechanic can't recreate what you're experiencing. And so it's difficult for them to fix your car. It's the same thing. So virtual reality allows a therapist to essentially recreate the moment to capture what you experience or what you feel to then be able to use that to overcome, whether it be a phobia, whether it be addiction, whether it be whatever is the unwanted behavior and be able to deal with it in the therapy session. So, so what do they see? Visual aspect is similar to the gaming system. However, it is done on a commercial grade. 
So there's different modules that um, have been developed by licensed professionals to recreate uh, effects. So let's just say someone's dealing with a phobia. You know, we can deal with settings that, that recreate, maybe someone's afraid of spiders. So we can uh, create these visual effects that contain spiders to be able to see how does the person react, you know, when they're around there. And uh, our system also um, attracts their blood pressure, their heart rate, other symptoms as well to see, you know, from a medical perspective, what's going on with their body when this condition or when this variable is present. Um, and allows us as a therapist to work through that so that they can overcome that phobia or overcome that. Um, so it allows sometimes to, to create a visual um, that's tied to that negative emotion or that negative mental health um, picture. So now you have uh, life tools, which, um, and, and I wanted to ask you, and I think I asked you this before, um, as far as substance abuse, did you, you had a problem or? Um, I had a sexual abuse program uh, problem, um, but in my studies with that, I had a lot of friends that had substance abuse issues, um, and they had gone to a whole litany of therapists for help and, and just grew frustrated. So in my endeavors to go back to school and study that, I made a point to study addiction and uh, really dive into how do we help more people. So. Uh, I had a degree from Liberty, was practicing an addiction and was founding everything that I was trained initially wasn't working for a huge percentage of the addictive uh, clientele. And um, so it, it caused me to go back to school to Harvard to really look at it to say, you know, why isn't it working? And the reality is addiction is not one size fits all. You know, with a lot of conditions, we want to, you know, just have a set formula. We want to have a set pill that just fits it all. And uh, what we're finding out is uh, addiction can be very unique to that individual. Uh, and so the more uh, tools and more resources that a therapist has, the better chance that he or she has in helping that client. Yeah, I've been in the industry for about 20 years and, and uh, is all different, you know, levels of care. And I've been frustrated. Um, over the years, because you, you typically see, you know, places that just do the same thing over and over and over. It's all the same stuff. It doesn't work. You know, I mean, for some people it does, but statistically speaking, you got better chance of failing than you got, you know, at succeeding and, um, and behavioral addictions, you know, are a couple of guys in the program I'm working right now, um, that has sex addiction, you know, is very prominent, you know, the, whether it be behavioral addictions or chemical addictions it's all the same um people typically do it for the same reasons they just go for a different route in resolving it all symptoms are the same except for tissue dependency that's it true tell me a little bit about your your uh your program well when i graduated i didn't want to just open another practice i felt like there's a dime a dozen practices out there the reality is you know, if you get your phone book out or Google, you know, addiction or addictive practice or whatever your mental health um, desires is, you can find a litany of providers out there. I wanted to provide something different. And, and what I found out there was there was a lacking of diagnostic activity out there. When you go to your typical addiction clinic or practice, there's a standard form that they have you fill out, but they're really not digging down to find the source 
um, of the individual's addiction. And until you do that, you really can't treat. And so unfortunately, people are getting uh, put into programs without fully understanding the full complex, um, you know, problem there. Mm -hmm. So uh, on top of that, I wanted to not every therapist is trained in every technique and every resource out there. So I wanted to create um, a place that anyone could get help. The reality is if you go into some rural areas in our country, there's no mental health therapist even available to them. They have to travel half hour or hour. And I felt like no person should be trapped in a body that they can't control. And everyone should have access to the same amount of um, opportunities. So um, I started Life Tools several years ago. It's a nonprofit to be able to, um, again, put training resources and diagnostic services and make it available to anyone that has access to internet. Um, the reality is most people have access to at least a cell phone that has internet. So by that virtue, they could uh, get access to the same tools as someone that has a therapist in their backyard. And so it's all, it's all done virtual then on all. Yeah. It's not designed to take the place of a therapist, but it's uh, designed to wet the whistle, to provide training to resources. A lot of therapists will use the resources uh, as homework, if you will. So the reality is that at best you're seeing your therapist once a week, maybe twice a week. That's not going to, you know, work through every issue and every condition that's necessary in this case tied to addiction. So this allows the therapist to say, okay, by the time I see you next week, let's work through this module to allow a therapist to be able to offer ongoing um, resources to a client in between sessions. And so your modules are all, they're different um, and kind of programmed towards every individual. Is that correct? So uh, as a very question-based, so as the user response to the questions, it will adapt the program to how they responded to it, um, which makes it uh, very unique because as we just said, you know, in the instance of addiction, it's not one size fits all. So um, I don't need to do a marital module if I'm single and I don't need to, um, you know, if I'm adopted, I have a lot more issues that a person that wasn't adopted um, has to deal with. So uh, it makes it very unique and allows an individual, whether or not they're seeing a therapist or not to supplement it with something that develops a case plan, if you will, that's unique to that particular client. And you were saying too, that it doesn't kind of take away from a therapist. So they may have a therapist that they're still working with. Um, and then you guys, and you get, how far do you guys go? I mean, deal with sexual abuse and any and all things that kind of come your I'm way. On there. There's stress. There's other things outside of addiction on there. Um, the website, uh, lifetools.online will feature stuff. But if you hit the search bar and search for stuff, it will pull to the front, you know, particular topics. So there's, um, um, different uh, professional profiles. So maybe high schoolers are saying, Hey, I don't want to, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up and want to go through a profile to, that looks at their talents and abilities and people can't find what they're looking for, but say, Hey, I'd like to know resources on a particular topic. They can fill out a form and we email them resources on, you know, they're out there. Um, and it helps us to design modules um, that we don't have out there. So particular therapists may say, hey, uh, I'm 
representing a client base and I'm seeing this, you know, what would you recommend? And we are constantly adding new resources out there as therapists will add their input of what they would like to see um, uh, available out there. I'm assuming, you know, you, you may have people that still go to a treatment program, mm-hmm. get out and then do aftercare type stuff with you, or are you in place of it really, it really has to do with all stages. So um, some of our uh, people that go through our program have never seen a therapist. So in process of going through it, it gives them the boldness to say, you know what, this has been helpful to go through this module. I see the need for it. I, I, I see now that my problem is bigger than I thought. Um, so I need to go see a therapist. So it may uh, lead them to a therapist when they're, they're going through to see um, that they need more. Um, other times, again, it's supplemental in nature. So again, they're already seeing a therapist. Their therapist is using this as you know, buffers to, to uh, train and equip for stuff that they can't do in the context of a traditional setting. Um, some therapists are using this for group uh, you know, classes to say um, this week's group session, we're going to do this module. Um, and then, as you said, some are graduating from programs Maybe the client's a little hesitant to say, I don't feel like I'm ready yet. Mm-hmm. The therapist says, I think you are. So this becomes a supplemental thing to say, all right, well, maybe you like the structure that we had in our sessions. So this program will allow you to continue that without um, you know, having to come and let's just do a tune-up session once a quarter as opposed to weekly. So there's a lot of different applications to these resources. Um, it really has a lot to do with the individual um, their therapist and, 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 uh, you know, how they want to use the programs. Yeah. I think the biggest failure of programs is aftercare. I mean, I really do. And that's typically, you know, you see people go through treatment and a lot, and some of them do very well in treatment. Um, you know, the ones that are not going to go to the 12 step program, you know, that, uh, and, uh, and my, and my goal with all of that is to, you know, I look at, okay, if you're not going to do that, that's great, but let's figure out something you can do, you know, because you do need something to kind of help you, you know, continue down that path, especially if you're somebody that's been using, using for 20, 30 years. Um, it's not an instant overnight fix. And absolutely. Now, do you guys uh, take insurance or is it all cash pay? We do. Um, being a nonprofit too, we also have a scholarship program. So if someone can't afford it, there's where we receive donations um, from the community to offset, um, you know, the um, some of these programs. So um, there's a scholarship form if someone says, I really need this, but I can't afford it. A lot of the classes are designed to be cost effective um, because, again, we're spreading it over a larger base, which is why we try to keep the cost down. However, mm-hmm. we do have a scholarship program. So if people truly can't afford it, we want them to have you know, access to it. Um, and the scholarship, you know, covers the cost of their fees. Um, they just have to make a commitment to go through the program um, so that, you know, um, they receive the true benefit. Yeah. I, and I want to ask you a question. I know this is always a difficult one to answer sometimes, but how, like, if you looked at statistically, how well do you guys do? We do really well in that it's offering resources that are not available, you know, um, Again, not every therapist is trained in every area. So uh, as you know, addiction is a complex being and, and part of the complexity of, a, of an addict is their home life. So a lot of the modules are designed to deal with a home life that's sometimes difficult for a therapist to manipulate or deal with in a clinical setting 
Whereas, you know, someone can go through that module and fix through those things to look at how is my home life impacting my addiction? What are um, some healthy things that I'm doing in my home life? What are some things I'm not? So it allows them to look at things beyond them as a client, if you will, um, and look at some of the maybe things that are contributing to their addiction that may not be uh, easily ad- addressed in a one-on-one session or even in a group session um, if they're going to group therapy. Yeah, there's so much you know that this entails, and and I like the the family the the home life because that is for some people it's a make or break them. True. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of things I see with them, you know, like self-esteem stuff is obviously a really big one. Um, emotional control. You know, is a very good example. You know, the people that don't make decisions based on their feelings. That's what I tell everybody is that, you know, don't, don't do things because you feel a certain way. What is the cost? It depends on the module and depends on how the average cost is $99 for a module, um, which, you know, can last three to six months. So it's a really uh, a cost effective, you know, program. Um, and may lead them at the end where they get to the end and it may say, we recommend you taking this module, uh, which may dive in deeper in a particular topic. So some of the programs are very um, overview based, meaning it's taking them through a series of things based on their answers may say, um, uh, I think you need to take this module on anger management, or I think you need it, you know, based on their a- answers. Um, so there's where some of them are diagnostic in nature, whereas some are more specific based on conditions. Um, so there's a whole module on relationships. You can, typically, when you ask a client, you know, uh, you know, what is your support base? Oh, I have a very strong support base at home. Well, then they go through the relationship modules and look at, wow. I really don't have that many healthy relationships in my life. So um, I feel like that's one that's really eye-opening for people because it doesn't ask you, do you have healthy relationships? It walks through the relationships you have in in your life. And based on the answers that you're answering, it shows you how healthy that relationship truly is. And so I would say that that's one of the modules I think that's most eye-opening for people to say, you know, I'm realizing I don't have any healthy people in my relationship. Um, and it's not to say that they just shut the doors on every person in their life, but it just brings an awareness to say, you know, I need to work on boundaries in this relationship, or I need to work on some things on the people I can't get rid of that, that still, I want to be a part of my life. Here's some things I need to work for in order for me to strengthen my relationship and ultimately help me with my uh, journey for recovery. I think your service is beautiful. I really do. I mean, the, the concept of what you do, because um, I'm going to keep you in my um, tool bag, I guess you could say, you know, sure. um, because, and I, and I was just thinking of a female right now who's, uh, he's, you know, she's actually out here in California, but she's from Arkansas um, and is in a, <laughs> I personally think she's in trouble just because, um, she's going back to a home where her husband actually uses, and I don't think there's much in the town and stuff that she's at. And so this virtual idea, you know, the online, um, you know, therapy or, you know, and the, and the program that you put together, I think is great. Um, like I said, I mean, especially coming from, you know, people go through treatment, and they only, they're only able to work on so much, you know, of course, some of it's based on insurance and how much they're, you know, they even cover for people in treatment. Um, I actually am a, 
the education director for a school um, that works with, um, uh, we teach, uh, I teach people that are working to become counselors. So they're working towards the certifications and stuff for counseling. But then on the side, I kind of do some groups and, and work with some of the clients. It also it helps a therapist. How many times have you gotten to a session where you're like, I don't know where to take this client. So it offers talking points to say, um, I signed you this assignment this last week on uh, this module on depression. What did you learn from it? And it may bring up stuff that they didn't bring up in a previous session that mm-hmm. you're not aware of. So um, it, it really gives, um, I think, therapists a lot more to work with in their individual sessions by giving, um, stirring up stuff that maybe a therapist is clueless is existing. Now your wife is obviously also involved. What what does she what does she do? Um, my wife is deaf, uh, and so the goal with this whole um, world was to create resources for the deaf community. Um, so we offer stuff in sign language for all these, so that the deaf community can experience these uh, in their own language, in their own culture, uh, which is a whole different world of. How does being in the deaf culture affect your addiction, um, um, the limited of access to medical care? So it adds a whole different element that um, the hearing world is, is um, not aware of. That is fantastic. So I pulled up, yeah, I was looking at your YouTube <laughs> and, uh, and you had somebody on there that was doing sign language. Um, and so, okay, so that now that actually makes a lot of sense. How does that work? So she, So you guys have a whole program also for hearing impaired. If someone is deaf or hearing impaired, they can, uh, once they sign up, uh, it will filter through and have the same course available, um, but offers it in sign language as well. So let me ask you, um, um, is there anything I haven't brought up that you want to mention? I think that's it. I think it covers, you know, the program. Um, we of course offer workshops too, to, um, help therapists and help communities broaden their understanding of addiction and tools available. And, um, so we do a lot of training, um, in the community as well. And I always, I always ask this question. If you were to give a message out there to somebody that is suffering, what would you tell them? I would say you're not alone. Um, just because you haven't found the solution today does not mean that you won't find the solution tomorrow to, to keep fighting. Uh, addiction is not one size fits all. I'm sorry that you haven't um, found something that works for you, but don't give up. Keep looking. There's something that is working for you. Um, if one therapist is not working, then try another therapist, but don't feel like just because you didn't work, the program didn't work for you, that you are dysfunctional or broken or can't be fixed. Um, but there's a solution for everyone. Just sometimes it takes time to find that. I'll make sure that all of your contact information and everything is, is up on our, on our site. And so people can access that. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in for another episode of High Wall Clean. As I always like to say, keep getting high, but let's do it clean. I'll see you soon. Putting this together, it surpasses any of my dreams. Look with me,